following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a Wednesday inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. I am Bill Jones, and for the first time in a couple of weeks, Mickey Spagnola is not here inside the studio with him as he is at a remote location inside his own SWBC Mortgage <laughs> Studio somewhere. Hello, Mickey Spagnola and Everson Walls <laughs> with the imposing picture of Everson himself looming over his shoulder and everson has cowboys That's gear right. on and so does mickey how about that and what about bill <laughs> well i've got i'm uh, taping got a tv OU. show so i've OU got some stuff. i've got a little blue shirt on so that qualifies as cowboys <laughs> gear i got my cowboys gear right. right behind me right here it's the swbc mortgage sign that's my cowboys gear there yep. you go very good Hope you're not lonely in there. Well, it is kind of lonely here at the Star today uh, because normally on a Wednesday, I come out here at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for this 1.30 show and the team is out on the practice field and the team is not out on the practice field right now. Of course, it being a Monday night game uh, this week against the Arizona Cardinals. So Mm -hmm. this is actually a Tuesday by Cowboys standards. Tomorrow, Thursday, is Wednesday preparing for a Monday game. Although uh, players are... On the premises, they're just not out on the practice field right now. they got an extra day this week, and, Mickey, I think uh, we probably need an extra day after what happened on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think you're uh, exactly right. And, and, and an extra day for the coaches, too, to prepare just as uh, important. But it'll be good to get them off their off their feet for a little bit, and, and a little longer, too, because it, not only is it Monday, but it's Monday night, so... Uh, give these guys a, a little bit more rest uh, in between games, and uh, that that always uh, helps out. And it, but it mostly helps out the coaches in their preparation. They don't have to rush into things. So, you know, I think the you guys the misnomer is it's like oh you've got a Monday night game, you got an extra day to prepare. Well, they really don't practice an extra day. Uh, they just get an extra day off. Uh, and it will start their normal schedule Thursday, Friday, and uh, Saturday and Sunday since uh, they kind of changed the practice uh, routine here. Uh, he likes to practice the day before the game, not two days before, and then take a day off. Well, hopefully they can use the extra time, guys, to uh, get prepared, get Andy Dalton prepared for – uh, what he's going to do and make sure that he has the entire game plan in his head. And also they have the game plan for the Cardinals themselves. So, yeah, they're going to need this. Uh, Cowboys are in first place in the mm-hmm. NFC East, something that we can all take pride in. But uh, at the same time, when you're the, when you're the best team in the worst division, I don't know how much you want to brag about that. <laughs> Hey, it still counts if you win the division, you're in the playoffs. So we'll take right. that. So they're not 
the the operator is not answering the phone at the star first place Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope that lasts for quite some time. <laughs> uh, well, the news coming out of uh, Phoenix today, which was expected, uh, as Chandler Jones, it's official that uh, the uh, Pro Bowl edge rusher for the Cardinals, who had 19 sacks last year, 60 sacks mm. the last four years with the Cardinals and signing there or being traded there from uh, New England. Well, um, he is out for the year, uh, had, needs uh, surgery on a torn biceps, and so um, the Cowboys aren't the only ones dealing with uh, injury issues, and that's a very major one uh, for the Cardinals losing Chandler Jones. You know what? And it ends up being a, a major break for the Cowboys having to start their two undrafted offensive tackles, and they don't have to deal uh, with that guy. Now, he only had one sack so far uh, this year, uh, but he's still a pain, and he's awfully good. And, Bill, you mentioned his 19 sacks. Uh, I think he had like he, 11 forced some, uh, fumbles uh, last year. Uh, so, yeah, he, he can wreck havoc on an offense, and I bet he was frothing at the mouth to be able to go up against a couple of these <laughs> young tackles, believe me. He was figuring, okay, I'm going to get my stats up there, right? Uh, so uh, a, a break for the Cowboys, especially since you've got two young guys protecting now your new uh, starting quarterback. Uh, and he also finished second in – uh, the voting for NFL Defensive Player of the Year last year. Wow. Uh, so, And he finished second in sacks. Uh, Shaquille Barrett uh, had a half sack more uh, than he did. So, yeah, this guy, you know, they list him as an outside linebacker. They play a 3-4, but when they go to their nickel, he's the defensive end, and he's coming to get you. The two tackles and the quarterback – that's tough. You know, all of that is brand new for us. That's something that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, got a lot of uh, confidence in Andy. Uh, everyone says that uh, if we're going to deal with a backup quarterback, this is probably the best case scenario. Uh, and, of course, we've got injuries. They've got injuries. So I'm assuming that uh, we're all starting from scratch here. That's kind of what it seems like. We're all starting from scratch and just trying to throw some stuff up against the wall right now and see what sticks. I think that's pretty much the, the way the entire NFL is going right now. Mickey, how do you, how do you think the uh, two young tackles fared against the Giants the, uh, the other day, Brandon Knight at left tackle and Terrence Steele at right tackle? You know, I think, I think they improved. I think they got better. Um, you know, and who knows, maybe with more opportunities to practice – uh, more opportunities to play, you know, maybe they they do improve. Uh, you know, I, I think they each probably had their moments when you say, oh, gosh, what, you know, what, what was I doing there? But for the most part, you know, when you put up that many yards of offense and uh, your ability to score uh, 30 points uh, with the offense like that, uh, they had to do something right. Zeke ran the ball well. Uh, the Cowboys ran the ball well. So, now yeah, they got help, but that's fine. That's what you have to do. You have to adjust and make, uh, you know, minor changes. You can't expect Brandon Knight to go out there and play like Tyron Smith. Uh, but, you know, he, he did okay. Uh, and I thought uh, Steele continues to uh, improve 
somewhat. So, uh, you know, as long as they give them help, put the tight ends there, let the running backs do a little bit of chipping, and I mentioned it yesterday, I like the fact that they they use two running backs at the same time, Pollard and Ezekiel in there uh, together. Uh, so you don't know which one's going to get the ball, which one might stay in the block, which one might go out in the pass pattern. Uh, it gives the defense something else to, to think about. You know, you would think that uh, right now we, we'll go to a little bit more conservative game plan. We talked about this yesterday, Spags. Uh, I thought they were already going there before Dak got hurt. Uh, it's just one of those things where I'm sure they were thinking, uh, we need to take a little load off of our quarterback. Well, now we, I think we have no choice but to do that. Uh, and I think that offense would be more uh, defense-friendly for us, uh, meaning that we'll probably have a, a longer drives. Uh, we're probably going to run Zeke a little bit more. Uh, I, I was hoping we would start to do that anyway. Uh, just having Dak throw for so many yards, yeah, it all looks good. But it's just not a solid game plan, especially when it comes to how the Cowboys do business. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we settle down, using the two tight ends, using the two backs. Now, having said that, we're still explosive, even with the two tight ends in or the two backs in the ball game. We're still extremely explosive. You take out one of those tight ends, you put in Pollard, uh, and you've still got a very dynamic uh, offensive uh, weapon. So I'm looking forward to seeing how diverse we can be, even more diverse we can be with the different personnel that we're dealing with. You know, I think, I think you ought to call what they're going to do on, or try to do offensively more so balanced than conservative. Because yeah. I don't think you have to be conservative with Andy Dalton. Uh, nope. You know, I, 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 I listened in on the uh, conference call today with Cliff Kingsbury uh, and uh, he was talking about Andy Dalton. He goes, well, I know enough about Andy Dalton, right? Uh, played at TCU, uh, played his high school ball in, in, in Texas. Uh, and, and then he said, we played them last year. So I was interested to see what happened in that game when Arizona played uh, Cincinnati. Uh, the Cardinals ended up winning 26-23. They kicked a walk-off field goal to win it. But the score... In the fourth quarter, uh, with uh, about four-something to go, the, the Bengals were down 23-9. to nine. And Andy Dalton led the Bengals on two consecutive touchdown drives. And uh, on, on uh, one of them that began, I guess it was more than that, it began at 7.07, he led them on a 10-play, 79-yard drive that took 3.04. And in that drive, he completed eight of nine passes before he threw uh, a two-yard uh, touchdown pass. Uh, and then he came back with two minutes to go and, and, and led them right down the field again uh, for another touchdown uh, and, and threw... Uh, a, um, a touchdown pass to go, uh, or hit him with a touchdown pass with two minutes left uh, to tie the game. Uh, Dalton was 27 of 38 in that game for 262, two touchdowns, uh, 71% completion percentage, uh, and he, he had a quarterback rating of 107.6. So I don't think Cliff Kingsbury uh, thinks that Andy Dalton can't step up and lead this team 
uh, to a victory, knowing what he did to the Cardinals last year uh, on against their defense. And we should point. Tell you what, that kind of also shows uh, how good Kyler Murray is because what did you say? Two minutes to go, right? I guess yeah. Andy's only problem was he scored too soon. And well, he gave the Cardinals a chance. Gave him a chance to get down and kick a field goal as time expired. Yeah, exactly. So that's something that the Cowboys' defense should be looking at. I'm, I'm, of course, they don't need that game to, to see it. You know, Kyler Murray is trying to work on his own campaign for being player of the year uh, just simply by his amazing uh, athletic ability and, and mental uh, acuity as well. So I'm looking at uh, one of those <laughs> – one of those uh, moments where we're going to still have to set the edge. He's going to challenge our defense in every way. He's going to be like the coronavirus of quarterbacks when it comes to how he plays. This guy, will he will probe and prod any way he can to try and find your weakness. And usually he does find it. Uh, I love the way we rushed the quarterback last week. That was amazing. Uh, we're going to have to do that again this week. But once you let him out of the pocket... It's different from letting Daniel Jones out of the pocket. It could be, it could be cat- catastrophic for your defense. So we have to work on that even harder defensively. And by the way, the uh, touchdown pass that Dalton threw to tie the game at 23 uh, was a 42-yarder. So he can get the wow. ball down the field, and we saw that with the passes to Michael Gallup. So to me, if the Cardinals come in and say, okay, we're taking Zeke away, we're not going to let you do that, then you've got to go after them with if they come out in man coverage. We should point out in that game, the Cardinals did have Chandler Jones, and he did get a sack of Andy Dalton in that game. They're not going to have Chandler Jones this time. They did not have Patrick Peterson in that game, and Patrick Peterson, an eight-time pro bowler, is back playing for the Cardinals this year. Um, so... And as the week goes on, we'll break down more of the uh, Cardinals. Um, You know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with Mike McCarthy last night. We had a taping of the Mike McCarthy show, and I want to pass along some tidbits from that when we come back here on Mixed Shots. But So let's take a break, and let's come back with that. we got much more to get into as uh, we move on from the Giants and head on to Arizona. Isn't that what Belichick says? We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Arizona when we come back here on Mix Shots. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Run on the field, see the locker rooms, and so much more. AT&T Stadium Tours, presented by SeatGeek, are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. It's great to have tours back at AT&T Stadium. Are they full capacity? Are they going to... Cut it down to a small percentage. You think? I don't have that listed on this read that I just did. I'll try to do some research, or maybe Mickey can do some research on that. They are available daily. No, see how, the, got the, jet, see got how the, the tours are going, research. right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Um, I had a chance to chat with uh, Mike McCarthy, and of course, it being a Monday game this week, there was no Mike McCarthy availability today. He'll have his next press conference uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, but it was uh, one of the things that I found interesting in talking about the Arizona Cardinals. He uh, said that uh, he spent a lot of time last year uh, looking at the Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury coming into the league. And, um, you know, he had a lot of time to study the rest of the NFL, and that's one of the things. Yeah, I think um, strategically and schematically with what Kingsbury was bringing from the college game, it's probably something he wanted to look at, uh, those RPOs and that sort of stuff. And so he spent a lot of time uh, studying so, uh, the Cardinals and very impressed with Kyler Murray uh, as well and just his transition uh, to the NFL. The other thing that's interesting is, you know, the quarterback's coach and the pass game coordinator under Kingsbury at Arizona is Tom Clements, who was uh, McCarthy's longtime quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator um, for 11 years at Green Bay. And so that was probably another reason why he was taking a close look at uh, at Arizona, just uh, because his, his buddy was his coaching Kyler Murray and Tom Clements. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, it's interesting. And uh, Everson, you kind of alluded to it with what Kyler has done since he's come into the league. Uh, he's, it's been a smooth transition for him. And I, I think they probably have tweaked things along the way. Uh, and part of tweaking is uh, shoring up his offensive line. And a big part of tweaking was acquiring DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. He's got some weapons. And, uh, and more than anything, the stage has not been too big for, for uh, Kyler Murray. So this is going to be a challenge this week. And off to a 3-2 and two start are the Cardinals this year. You know, he, Kyler Murray should be pretty comfortable playing at AT&T Stadium, right? That's right. <laughs> He's. I don't want him to get too comfortable. I don't know. I've I don't know how many. Do. 
How many high school games he played there? College oh games? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I tell the story all the time about how amazing he was in high school. And of course, we know about college. And, you know, he played at Allen. So, uh, you know, I grew up out here in Dallas, and, and most of my relatives live out on the south side. Uh, so you're talking, you know, South Oak Cliff. You're talking DeSoto. You're talking Duncanville, Cedar Hill. I pulled against Kyler Murray every <laughs> ball game that I saw. And I am over. I am over for, for that, that moment in my life and his life as well. He has been amazing. And he didn't just win it easily. These games were where his, his, he was challenged in every way. Uh, great coaches, Coach Sample. We all know about Coach Sample. We all know about Cedar Hill and how, how talented they are. Duncanville DeSoto, he comes out, and, and, and when it's clutch time, uh, they might be behind, and he will drive all the way down the field. And I'm not talking about easy passes. I'm talking about dropping dimes. So I, he made me a believer way before he went to A&M and before he ended up uh, at Oklahoma. So I was so glad. I know, Bill, you too, but so glad he ended up in Oklahoma. That was some of the best times, best football I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, and the and the other part of it, he was just a starter, of course, for one year at Oklahoma, and uh, one of the best games that he played was against Texas in the Big 12 championship game at AT&T Stadium. He had a pass to his big tight end with two minutes, and that was a great game, back and forth. Uh, the score was in the high 30s. I can't remember the exact score. They had to come back to, to win it, and he had a great pass to uh, his tight end, Grant Calcaterra, with two minutes left in the game uh, that was just perfect placed. But you go back, and for those who don't live in the area, uh, to give us some background on what, I mean, he is, uh, I would say that especially at the highest classification of Texas high school football, which is class 6A, he is probably, uh, and I may not even need to put a probably on it, he is the most accomplished high school player ever to come out of the state of Texas in, in high school football uh, due to the fact that he won three straight state championships for Allen High School. Uh, his sophomore year, he was not the starter at the beginning of the year. It took about three games into the year because he had transferred in, I think, to Allen. And, uh, and it took him about three games before they realized what they had. And they were reeled off. You know, I, he never lost a game. Uh, and then they won it. Never lost a game. Yeah. And then uh, they won it all. <laughs> and in Texas, you're playing 16 games. I mean, you're playing an NFL regular season to win a state championship. <laughs> so you're talking 16-0, 16-0, 16-0. Yeah, much as I, I love this guy. I do love him. I, I had to grow to love him. Uh, I still say, and I, I'd love to, to have a little back and forth on this, still say Vince Young is probably the best High school quarterback to come. Well, out of and, and I'm saying the most accomplished in that. In no that, doubt, no doubt. Yes, I understood. Won I understood. the state championship and so forth. Yeah, I, I understood. Yeah. I understood. But but having said that, I still believe Vince Young may be our best 
high school quarterback. Well, since I've been alive, yeah. since I've been alive. And I can't. I don't think I ever saw Vince Young play in high school. So I, I don't know. Oh I mean, my goodness! He, was, he grew up in you, the Houston you, come area. Come on, Mr. Mr. Periscope, <laughs> Mr. YouTube. I don't, you should, I don't you should have all kind of videos. No, no, I can. I can go look. Look it up, it up one day and enjoy yourself. Okay, it's yeah. going to be a long video. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll take a look at those Earl Campbell videos too. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> In other words, I mean, and you, we could go on and on, talk, you know, talking about a high school player. That says a lot. Even if you're in the conversation for greatest high school football player to come out of the state of Texas, yes. uh, that is a mouthful, That's right correct. there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know people so, in Alito. The people in Alito are raising their hands right now. That's like, right. hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. And, and we know about Jonathan Gray here since he didn't do anything uh, after college, and unfortunately he suffered uh, one, I think, but two Achilles injuries in college, and he never uh, got to the league yeah. uh, because of that. But um, and I don't know. There's and to speak of uh, Kyler Murray playing at AT and T Stadium. I, I, there's no telling how many games he played there because here in Texas. Uh, regularly, those six playoff games you're playing every year, at least half of them were probably, each year were probably for Allen High School at uh, AT&T Stadium. So very comfortable at that place. That's going to be a great storyline that you're going to be, ESPN is going to be all over on Monday night as you're watching it. You're going to get so tired hearing about Kyler Murray. I'm already tired. We just spent a segment talking about him. <laughs> pro, pro, probably all of Allen have bought up all the 25,000 tickets already, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, that's the other part. The of band, that's, just the, that's just the band alone. The band alone could take 25,000 tickets. That's the other part of it. For those of you who don't live here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, some of the most uh, attended uh, high school games, I mean, one of the reasons they obviously they play at AT&T Stadium, uh, you can put and, – and I've seen high school games at AT&T Stadium that weren't state championship games that had over 40,000 fans there. And one in particular was Allen, an, an Allen High School game. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's going to be fun, and, that, and that's going to be a great storyline coming in. And it's, in the, it's going to be a challenge, too. Uh, it's, it's kind of a different, uh, it's a different deal than what Seattle does, you know, what Russell Wilson does as far as extending plays. I mean, there are some designed runs that are in this offense. As you can see, if you just go look at any of their games, uh, some zone read type stuff, and, and Murray has been smart about protecting himself. You know, he's a baseball player, first-round draft pick in baseball, and so he knows how to slide. And um, oh, yeah. and he's you know he's so small, it's hard to find him <laughs> as well, and he's so fast. So did Mike give you the uh, game plan then? How, <laughs> yeah, do you, yeah. how do you defense this sure. guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that he even let on that he studied Cliff Kingsbury's offense last year. I mean, we, we've already seen that uh, McCarthy's not revealing much. <laughs> And he does, and he doesn't reveal much, right? Especially, uh, you know, going into that game against Cleveland, I, it, it was pretty funny. And I can't remember if I told you guys this story or not, but the Thursday before the game, I was going to ask him in the in the in the press conference, uh, "Do you have to play more base defense because Cleveland wants to run the ball? You've been playing, uh, you know, against." 
uh, nickel offenses, and you've been in your nickel defense the first three games, right? And uh, they ended the press conference. So Friday I said, okay, I'm asking them this. You know, base defense, what do you do? Will you go 4-3 or what? Well, Todd Archer beat me to the punch. <laughs> and Mike McCarthy said something to the fact, oh, so are you one of the coaches from the Cleveland Browns and want to know what we're going to do defensively? And I said, I told Todd, thanks for taking the hit because I was getting ready to ask the question. Uh, and we didn't get an answer, and we saw what they did, and I thought they improved their ability to play base defense against the Giants um, by just kind of changing things up. Maybe I don't have a, a, a true strong side linebacker, but they got Francis Bernard into some plays. I think he had like seven or eight defensive snaps. They called him up from the practice squad. He's more of a true uh, middle linebacker more so than I think Joe Thomas is. But Joe Thomas plays well. Uh, I just think he's better on the weak side or, or on the strong I side. Agree. But I he's got to do what they need him to do at this point. But they continue to start implementing some of these young guys. You know, Bill talked about, uh, is it Stephen Parker? Yep. The the safety. Um you know, they got him some snaps. The, the, so the number start, forty that no number, one knew. Number forty yeah. that I had to, I had to grab my sheet and go forty. Where did he come from? But you got to get these young guys going. So maybe we see a little bit more of Bernard. You never know how, how they're going to do it. But what they do need is in this game particularly, Jalen Smith has to play like he played this past game. Uh, to to be able to deal with a guy that that's who's that versatile uh, at quarterback, I think both linebackers need to play the, the way they played last game, and and uh, let's just face it, like you said, Joe Thomas is is really just playing where he needs to play, not where he wants to play, and let's let's give credit where credit is due. The linebackers were able to make their plays because our D linemen were doing everything they needed to do to make space for them to make plays. They pushed the pocket back many times. They weren't as consistent as you wanted it to be, but I saw them pushing the pocket back. I saw Everson Griffin. Of course, we saw Demarcus Lawrence. We didn't even speak about the play that he made uh, that really kind of turned the game around for us in hitting Daniel Jones, and then you've got Brown picking it up scooping and scoring. That's something that we just hadn't seen since last year, uh, maybe even two years ago with the Cowboys. I remember Jalen Smith hauling ass for a touchdown uh, that he had picked up also on the fumble. So I'm looking at uh, hopefully this, this defensive line understanding the potential that they have. And, of course, I think we talked about the young man, uh, Bill Gallimore, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from Oklahoma. Uh, just another kid that we put in a big body very active and hungry. We want some young guys that are going to come in and just like Steele, just like Knight on the other side, on the offensive side. I hope that the more they play, of course, the more you play, the more your weaknesses are going to show up and you're going to get game plan. But to me, I'm hoping that the more that these tackles play, the more that these young guys play on the defensive end as well, that they can realize the potential that they have and just kind of fall into it. Don't don't question it. Just understand that this is your time. This is your this is why you're here and start making some plays instead of questioning yourself and not understanding if you need to be there or not. That's the attitude they need to have, especially on that D line. 
You know, and Lawrence's sack uh, force fumble stood out, but he also had six quarterback pressures. Uh, yes. So that was huge. So that, But he, he did what he should have done, right? You, you got Cam Fleming on one side. They should be able to run right by him. And then they had the rookie Andrew uh, Thomas. Thomas, is that his name, yep. uh, on the other side. And they switched sides a couple times. So they should have done what they did. Uh, and that's encouraging. Uh, we'll see if they can continue it going forward. Do you think, and I, I, I would throw in my, my two cents in, I believe that uh, Nolan being on the sideline really helped a lot. Uh, I think they were able to make adjustments right there uh, as the guys came off the field. I think the communication was a lot better. Uh, you could see that Jalen was <laughs> loving all of this. And so to me, I, ho- I hope they just make that a habit of leaving uh, Mike Nolan down on the field as opposed to uh, being a, like a consultant up in the booth. He needs to be down on the field in the mix. I think it, I think it worked out fine for the defense. And they need to continue being aggressive. Before I thought I felt like they were playing catch on defense. Yes. This game they were they were attacking, and I, I think that that's something that they need to continue to do. You know, I, I, I think that's a great point, Everson, on the defensive coordinator on the sideline. I mean, you think about it just from a logistics standpoint. In order to in order to talk to Jalen Smith or to talk to Xavier Woods, whoever it might be, you've got to say, "Hey, get get Jalen on the headset for me." If you're up up top. But right, if you're on the right, sideline, right. you can go make the rounds. And so the communication is going to be so much better just from a practical standpoint. Yes. So, And that's what it seemed like it was because, as I said, the linebackers were complimenting the, the D-line and how they were playing. You know, everything just kind of seemed to fall into place. Yes, as Spags mentioned, you know, you've got a lot of injuries on the, on the O-line. But there's injuries on everyone's O-line. And eventually, I think, sometimes you just need that confidence. You just need that game to say, okay, this is how it flows. This is what it's supposed to look like. Now we can be a little bit more aggressive even the next game and understand where our shortcomings might be and how to cover our own butts. And when you're on the sideline, you can talk to five guys at once. That's right. You don't have to be handing right. the headsets right. over, right? But, but especially so, as they're transitioning into a new defense. I mean, it'd be different if you had a veteran, if you'd been around a little bit, and they, they, you know, you, and the fact that you haven't even had an off season. <laughs> you know, you didn't even have preseason games and stuff. So as much hands-on coaching as you can do, the better, I think. So I think uh, the coaches are trying are having to learn as they go okay, I can't do it the way I've always done it before. I've got to make adjustments, and the staff's doing a good job doing that. All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. 
By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller Lite together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. To mixed shots. Hey guys, you know this is the October in the NFL. It's the crucial catch month. Help your fellow Cowboys Nation fans in their fight against cancer by purchasing Dallas Cowboys crucial catch gear. Support a great cause and look good doing it. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop.dallascowboys.com. All right, last uh, segment here of mixed shots. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get to uh, with my conversation with Mike McCarthy last night. We kind of touched on it a little bit in the first segment as far as the Cowboys running the ball a little bit more. I asked him specifically about that drive uh, that started in the that was second quarter, early second quarter, where the Cowboys were down seventeen to three. And they go 75 yards in 14 plays, eight up seven minutes of the clock. And uh, Zeke ran the ball nine times on that drive. Uh, it it kind of it settled down the game, and uh, McCarthy loved that drive. And in fact, he's he said uh, that you know when he talks about balance in the offense, it's not about numbers, how many how many runs you have, how many pass plays you have, whatever. It's an overall thing. And that's that's what he wants to have in his offense, where if he needs to be able to run the ball in order to reestablish um, you know, what they're what they're trying to do in the game, they have the ability to do that. And that's what that drive uh, showed that they could do that. Uh, you know, there were plenty of other impressive drives, including the last one of the game for Andy Dalton hooking up with Michael Gallup a couple of times in the two-minute offense just to get in position in the last 30 seconds of the game to uh, kick the game-winning field goal. But I thought that drive uh, was was an impressive one and uh, and something that this this team needs to get back to doing. What do y'all what, what do y'all think? I, I, I like the, the, the concept, uh, and I've always said numbers don't mean anything. It's when you put those numbers up. And so what, what we're talking is situational football, Bill. Uh, we're talking about, okay, certain situations we need to capitalize. Uh, short third downs, key third downs, maybe uh, some fourth down 
uh, tries. We have to be successful. Uh, goal line situations, we have to be successful. Red zone situations, we have to be successful. Those are situations that they can uh, play you in or out of a ball game. And that's where you have to be careful as a coach. The, uh, special teams also. You know, all these numbers, they really don't mean anything unless you can do them and perform them in the clutch. And that's what he's talking about. When I need my running game, I need that running game to be prolific. When I need to, to get a third down, I need, I need to be automatic and, and sure in getting that third down. So to me, it sounds like that's what he's talking about. Yeah, we're good with numbers. Numbers don't win championships. It's when you make those plays in those clutch situations, in those critical strategic situations, that's going to make a difference. Belichick has shown it. Uh, we, we talk about the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is his own coach on the field. He's able to make that difference and be that intangible as well. So that's what we need to do, whether it's uh, Zeke, who I think is going to stand up and strong right now and be the leader of this team. I think he's going to take that on his shoulders. I think that touchdown showed what his mentality is going to be like for the rest of the season. Uh, those are the kind of things that we need to depend on, not just who's going to lead the league in passing, who's going to lead the league in rushing. Numbers mean something, but situations mean everything. See, and on that drive, you guys, they, they only faced uh, third down twice. So that makes it a lot easier to continue running the football, right? The, the, they were at second and one, third and one. Then they were first and ten, first and ten, second and seven, first and ten, third and one, second, uh, first and goal at the one, and second and goal at the one. So when you're actually being successful, then it's on easier. First down. On, on first, first down. On first down. It's easier yes. to continue running the football when you when you have you get in those situations. They're yeah. they're moving the football, so yeah, it just kind of played out right. I don't I don't know that they just said, well, let's load up and run, but the running was working, and they were fa- they weren't in third and ten, third and twelve, third and eight. That's right. Uh, and, and you can and now you're balanced, right? And you can they don't know what you're going to do. Now they probably knew what the Cowboys were going to do on first and goal from the one, right? You're going to get Zeke, and then you're going to get Zeke again. And if necessary, you're going to get Zeke again. That's right. Before I, before I play fake and throw it to my tight end or, or, or my or my uh, 310-pound fullback, you know. And it, it, it's kind of funny. I, I, like you said, Andy Dalton's a great quarterback, but we don't want to put him under any undue pressure if we don't have to. That's, right. that's the way I'm looking at it. That's why Zeke is there. That's why that offensive line is there. And let's, that's another situation, uh, Spags, where first down runs will make a difference in your drive, which will make a difference in your scores, which will make a difference in winning the ball game. First down is extremely important. It, it, it leaves you with a short third down even if you get there. And we've always been stuck with these impossible situations, third, seven, third, and eight. Those are the kind of things that we've been dealing with when we're not playing well. But when we're playing well, first down is a piece of cake for us, and it leaves, it leaves the play calling. Uh, you can be very extremely varied in your play calling as long as you have that luxury of a big first down game. You know, I noticed that not only 
But they might have lost Chandler Jones, but they get Derek Kennard's little boy back this <laughs> game. He's boy. missed the last two games. <laughs> he, he's missed the last two games with a calf injury. Uh, but is it is it Devon or Devin? Devin uh, Kennard. Kennard yep. I'm not Devin. sure. Devin, yep. uh, he's coming back for this game, so that certainly will help them in the middle of the defensive line. Big baby! That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and what a nice career that Kennard has put together. And he, he got a very nice contract with Arizona after getting seven sacks last year with Detroit. was uh, originally a fifth-round draft pick of the Giants uh, back in 2014. Um, so, you know, back on that, that Zeke drive, the, the, what Everson was talking about there, the key on that is having success on first down. Uh, okay, it's one thing if you're running it on first down with Zeke and you're not going anywhere, uh, but they got they went, they started with Zeke for nine, second and one, gave it to, to Zeke again for five. Okay, then another, uh, they went with Pollard for five on that the next first down play, threw a pass. And then when they got another first down, it was Zeke for three on second and seven, Zeke for eight. Then they uh, on the next first down they they threw a pass to Cedric Wilson another first down and then they go Zeke for three on first down and then the next first down it's Zeke for eight it followed up with a second mm-hmm. and two Zeke for one I mean they were they were committed to running the football the next time they got the ball because the next possession was the uh, Lawrence strip sack that Anthony Brown uh, the next possession for the Giants was uh, the strip sack where Anthony Brown returns for a touchdown that tied the game at 17 well then the Giants got the ball again and so the Cowboys didn't get the ball again until there was less than a minute to play in the half so their next possession that wasn't the two-minute offense in the third quarter. The Cow- what they do on first and second down? Zeke for nine, Zeke for seven. And away we go. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, uh, there was a, a renewed commitment to running the football and, uh, and, uh, and reestablishing what this team can do, not just throwing the ball, but also running the ball. And we'll see if that continues against Arizona. And All you right. can be, and you can be a little bit more run oriented when the score is only twenty four twenty three, right? You're not down forty one to seventeen or some that, ridiculous uh, score that they've been behind. Or like by. the Atlanta Which, game. of course, you can you can attribute that 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 closeness to the fact that the defense came to the game, and when they come to play, everything changes. All right. That does it for this edition of Mix Shots. It's been kind of strange being. Oh in- no, we're going to finish on time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's because I'm in studio. Like I can watch the clock a little better. So we started on time and we're finishing on time. If I would shut up. Yep. All right. Well, you'll have another chance to talk again tomorrow at 1:30 here on Mix Shots. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?